Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of The Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the brand new Holly Springs Studios in North Carolina. And today we have a fascinating and interesting subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about the end of affirmative action for college admissions. And specifically, we're going to be talking about what this means for medical schools. What does it mean when medical schools end affirmative action? What does that mean for patients? What does that mean for applicants? And I think what's interesting about this for me is for years, for the last 50 years, we've had affirmative action in the area of college admissions. But when the universities have been asked about, well, what are you doing for affirmative action in terms of college admissions? They all said, oh, we're not doing anything. We're not giving, giving any favoritism for anyone. We're not doing it. They lied. Then it went up to the courts and at the U.S. Supreme Court about a month ago, it was thrown out and they said, no, it violates the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution to have favoritism for certain races and discriminating against other races in the area of college admissions. Well, okay. But what's interesting is this is after years of having affirmative action laws on the books, and this is after decades of the universities going, oh, we're really not doing it anyway, so don't worry about it. Well, it turns out the universities lied, and how do we know that? Because now the data is coming out from the universities themselves that are now admitting that they did lie. They are admitting that they did have very strong preferences. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, in particular for medical school admissions. Now, you will not be surprised to know that it's extremely hard to get into medical schools. And the average person, when they apply for a medical school, has less than a 5% chance of getting into a medical school. That's pretty tough statistics, meaning you apply to one medical school, you've got a 95% chance you're not getting in, and that's for qualified applicants. But what we found out recently with all this litigation is that these universities that kept saying, oh, we're not using races to discriminate against anyone, it turns out that they, they were and they lied about it, and now they're admitting they lied about it because we now know that some universities were admitting less than 5% of white and Asian applicants while at the same time, the same university were admitting blacks who had lower MCAT scores, that's the medical school admissions test, and lower GPAs, lower grade point averages, and they were be, the blacks were being admitted at 56%. So if a black person applied for admission to a medical school, they had a 56% chance of getting into that medical school, even though their grades were lower and even though their medical uh, admissions tests were much lower, and whites and Asians in particular had a less than 5% chance of getting in. How do we know this to be true? Because that's what the universities have now told us that they were doing. So very interesting, right? Affirmative action was the law in the country for 50 years. Since the mid-70s, the university said, well, we're not really using it anyway. We're not giving big differences in admissions anyway based on race. Then they lose at the U.S. Supreme Court, and then afterwards we find out, oh, they really were. If you were white or Asian, you had a less than a 5% chance of getting in, and if you were black and had lower test scores and a lower grade point average, you had a 56% chance of getting in. So, yeah, I mean, that's a rigged system. No other way to say it. So let me read you an article that recently appeared on this very topic in the New York Post about this rigged system of college admissions under affirmative action. And you make up your own mind. You can decide whether you think this was a good system or a fair system or not. This article was written by Sally Pipes, 
She is the writer for, for the New York Post newspaper. New York Post is one of the oldest newspapers in the United States in continuous publication. It's very reputable, and its articles tend to focus on statistics and research, which I appreciate. So here's an article that recently appeared. The title of it was, quote, Ending Medical School Affirmative Action Will Be a Plus for Patients. Here goes the article, quote, The United States Supreme Court effectively prohibited university admissions officers from giving preferential treatment to applicants based on their race this summer. Many medical school leaders decried the high court's ruling, claiming that the ban will lead to less diversity with their student bodies, a less diverse crop of physicians, and worse outcomes for minority patients. The article goes on from there. And again, don't make up your mind till you hear the whole article. And at the end of the article, then, then you can make up your mind. Quote, here's the article again, quote, but it's not clear that diversity within the physician workforce improves patient outcomes, which ought to be the primary objective of medical education. Quote, in fact, there is evidence that affirmative action policies harm patients as well as harming aspiring doctors themselves. It's an article of faith among affirmative actions defenders that a more diverse physician workforce benefits patients. In her dissent from the majority's ruling, Justice Sonia Sotomayor wrote that the affirmative action helps increase the number of students from underrepresented backgrounds who become doctors, which in turn improves the health care access and health outcomes in medically underserved communities. The Association of American Medical Colleges echoed Sotomayor saying, quote, it's deeply disappointed in the majority's ruling, which demonstrates a lack of understanding of the critical benefits of racial and ethnic diversity. Quote, this decision will hasten the deaths of black people in the country who, and we already, who already die prematurely. Advoc- advancing health equity founder and physician Blackstock blasted. Quote, they're referring in part to a handful of studies showing that black, posts, black Americans post better health outcomes when treated by black doctors. But the researcher, Ian Kingsbury, recently examined those studies, their methodologies, and concluded that systemic reviews have found no relationship or mixed results between race and ethnicity and quality of communication and inconclusive evidence for patient outcomes. Admissions officers' obsessive focus on race often causes them to ignore the applicant's academic and clinical aptitude with dire consequences for the, phys- for the applicants themselves and ultimately the patients they treat. Affirmative action policies seek to give underrepresented groups a leg up in the admissions process. By design, that means admitting applicants who would have likely have been rejected based on their test scores and grade point averages alone. From 2013 to 2016, 56% of black applicants and 31% of Hispanic applicants with below average medical college admission test scores and undergraduate GPAs were admitted to medical school compared to only 8% of white applicants and only 6% of Asian applicants with similar scores and GPAs. Quote, it has been exhaustively documented that undergraduate GPAs and MCAT total scores are strong predictors of academic performance in medical school through graduation, as one study from the Association of American Medical Colleges put it itself. In other words, affirmative action might help underqualified applicants get into medical school, but it won't necessarily keep them there. Black medical students drop out at the rate citing academic problems at a rate 10 times higher than white students. Let me read that sentence again. Black medical students 
drop out, citing academic problems at rates 10 times higher than white students. It's cruel, not compassionate to admit students who are not qualified for the intellectual rigors of a medical school. It sets them up for failure. It saddles them with debt that that could have been avoided, and it wastes resources that could have gone towards training qualified applicants who would actually practice medicine. Worst of all, admitting underqualified applicants ultimately hurts the patients. Quote, MCAT scores are predictive of student performance on both step one and step two of the U.S. medical licensing examination concluded a 2016 study. Those licensing exams, in turn, are indicative of students' skill at treating patients during their clinical rotations. Those scores have a positive linear association with clinical performance as a medical student, noted a 2019 study, even after correcting for gender institution and test-taking ability. The relationship holds after the students graduate, complete their residencies, and become practicing physicians. A 2014 study of U.S. licensed doctors who trained overseas found that after adjustment for severity of illness, physician characteristics, and hospital characteristics, performance on the step two had a statistically significant inverse relationship with mortality. Each additional point on the examination was associated with a 0.2% decrease in mortality. The purpose of medical school is not to maximize diversity. It's to transform America's best and brightest students into the most competent physicians possible, no matter their race, gender, or any other demographic consideration. Doctors hold people's lives in their hands. It should not matter what color those hands are. Unquote. That is the article from the New York Post newspaper. And what shocking information that is, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, what did we learn in that article, among many other articles that have recently come out? Well, if you were black, you had a 56% chance of getting into medical school, even though you had a lower test scores for admission, and even though your grade point lower grade point was, average was lower than white and Asian applicants that had a 5% chance of getting in. And Hispanics, who also benefited from affirmative action, had a 31% chance of getting into medical schools, while whites and Asians only had a 5% chance of getting into medical schools. So what does that tell you? about the system that was just thrown out by the U.S. Supreme Court. It tells you that these universities have been discriminating openly against white and Asian applicants while lying about what they were doing publicly. Now, what does that tell you about the lack of integrity about the people running our universities? And what does it tell you about the lack of care about people that are already overpaying for medical care in our country? I mean, we have the most expensive medical care in the world. People are, are, are paying everything they have to get treated by doctors, many of whom are not competent and not qualified. Wow. We just found all that out. And, and, and the defenders of affirmative action say what? Oh, and they used to say, well, but it makes, it makes our, our medical system that much better. And yet, when this researcher went back and looked at those studies, they found out diversity by itself does not make patient outcomes any better. So that was a lie, too. You know, I don't mind debating whether or not we should have racial preferences in this country. Some people feel we should. Some people feel we shouldn't. That's all fair. But I, I do get upset when the universities lie about what they were doing. And I also get upset about when the researchers came up with faulty studies to say that diversity benefited patient outcomes. But yet when other researchers look at those studies, they found out that those studies were bullshit and they were made up and the results were not accurate, and it was a lie. That's what I get upset about. And you should too. 
Why are we paying the most for healthcare of any nation in the world and getting substandard results and substandard outcomes? At what point do we have the right to be angry about this? I don't know about you, but I'm just a little bit ticked off by all this. I don't think it's fair. Certainly it wasn't fair to all those white and Asian applicants who got discriminated against. And certainly it isn't fair to any of the patients that have been given substandard medical care because people wanted to promote diversity above the health of the patients who are paying for the service. I am all for leveling the playing field. I am all for giving everybody equal opportunity. But that's not what affirmative action is. It's the exact opposite of equal opportunity. I am your podcast host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live worldwide from the Holly Springs studios and the great Misty Beyond. Have a great day.